franchise. I know what you're thinking. This is insane. This is insane. What is this Mon More podcast? Podcast? Is this Mon More podcast than Mon? Is the... Ah, fuck it. I ruined that bit. Ruined it. Fuck it. Behind us. It's in the past. E3 train keeps on rolling. We've had another three conferences since the last podcast. Rattled two off yesterday. If you missed it, Xbox conference has already been covered. Bethesda conference has already been covered. What we're doing is we're going to cover today because that's the kind of guy I am. I've got the stretchy pants on. I've got a pint of water there just to keep them vocal cords lubricated. Um, we're going to cover another two conferences tonight. I'm going to cover Sony and a Nintendo tonight. That's the plan anyway. Uh, possibly I may pass out in the middle of it. Busy adulting while I'm cramming all that A3 in. Let's fucking get on it. Let's just get on it. Let's not stand on ceremony, boys and girls. The Arguably the one that was touted as being the biggest by most pre-E3. Everyone thought Sony would run away with the show. Um, let's just get in on it and let's see if they actually did. So they opened the show with uh, a little bit of... A little bit of Dreams. Dreams is uh, from Media Molecule. It's been in development for uh, longer than I can even remember. It is the follow-up to Little Big Planet. It's supposed to be the ultimate toolbox in a game uh, from all of the different preview events that I've seen. I've never been to one. I mean, I'm, I'm an underground influencer. I haven't bust that mainstream bubble yet. Um, from all the previews I've seen, Dreams is looking like it's going to be a really fucking technically impressive experience where you can essentially build whatever the fuck you want. It's got like music simulators built into the game. Like sort of really good music simulators as well, not just like little shitty ones. Like really in-depth type toolkit within the game. Uh, So it opened up just to remind everybody that Dreams is still a thing. Showing you like a band from Dreams. None of them playing anything. Uh, and then they were there for a bit. Didn't really fucking do anything. And then the show started. Uh, and we were in some sort of barn. Or or like uh, he made reference to it being a church. It was like a shoddy tent type church. Uh, Sean Layden there with the old Kingsman lols. Dropping them Kingsman lols. Moved swiftly into um, some guy called Gustavo, somebody or other with mean banjo skills. Just came out with his hood up and his glasses on and just sat down and just busted out some sick banjo licks. Uh, I mean, he's got skills. I'm not sure why, but he's got skills. Serious banjo skills. Um, I mean, I'd still rather listen to him than Andrew WK. That's That's got to be a got to be a compliment so they kicked the show off in fucking grand fashion with the last of us 2 uh, and it quickly became apparent why the auditorium was laid out like a fucking church uh, the opening scene was that church in last of us 2 um ellie's looking older uh, she's there it's like some sort of church dance everybody's older everyone's in the 20s by the looks of it just having a ball, just having a whale of a time in the in the post-apocalyptic world of The Last of Us. Then you see Ellie at the back. That's the Pepsi Max coming back to haunt us. Yeah, Ellie's at the back, just sort of moping. Some sort of uh, young lad, not some sort of young lad, some young lad comes over, starts having a bit of crack on with her, talking about our old man, 
and our old man giving him a hard time about like he's what what he does when he's on like scouting or something like that. It was referenced to either being on watch or scouting or something like that. Uh, and Ellie's old man giving him a hard time. So that to me is sort of setting up the tone that this community that they're part of, Joel is like a key key component in that. Uh, like almost like a leader figure if he's giving people a hard time about it I think what we're going to see is obviously Ellie being the, the main protagonist the playable protagonist and Joel will be uh, essentially an NPC, he's going to be too busy running a community or a township to to be involved in the actual game like it just clashed with the schedule of making sure they had clean water and all the young 20 somethings were kept in line Um. What followed was an awkward interaction between this lad and obviously the the bell of the ball, the, the that piece of tail that everybody's after. And it turns out that she was actually after Ellie. Um, and what was possibly the greatest, most highly defined animated kiss scene I have ever seen. Um, I thought, fucking hell, that looks, that's technically impressive. I've never seen. Uh, a passionate kiss like that not only between two women between anybody um, and that quickly was just washed over by the scene sort of the camera panning around and getting very close to them and then as it panned out it was a total scene change like a time jump uh, and that kiss had melted away and I was left with just the most utterly visceral knifing of a man I've ever seen just Ellie with a guy from behind <laughs> if I ended that there that would just that would be horrible I've described it as visceral and she's got a guy from behind um, Ellie's got like a hand on the guy's mouth and she's just plunging a knife into his neck or chest region um, showed gameplay of her stalking through the woods creeps up on like this sort of scene where there's a guy hanging from a tree and these fucking heavily armoured guys disembowel him while he's hanging from the tree and I thought it wasn't going to get much more brutal than that, I thought whoa The Last of Us 2 and other said this game was going to be like hinged on anger, hinged on revenge uh, I, I didn't I don't think I gave it the credit it quite deserved uh, after after watching the guy hanging from a tree disemboweled there was a little bit of an altercation you see our fucking fighting killing people with machetes uh, shooting people with bone arrows whipped a pistol out and then there's just this fucking set piece in uh, like I don't even, I think it was after she'd been in the shop or maybe before the shop I, I can't remember it was just so much fucking brutality uh, essentially some chick gets knifed up under the chin right into the old brain box uh, and then a guy gets the pointy end of a fucking hammer right in the mush uh, just le- just leaves the hammer in as well I probably don't need that there are. you hold my hammer uh, in your face and I'll probably just leave it there you you look after that fucking absolute brutality uh, before this conference The Division 2 was my game of the whole show thus far and the Last of Us 2 just blew it away. Absolutely blew it away. In a very short space of time, it showed just everything from uh, fucking beautiful graphics to slick gameplay. I've, 
I've referenced before that it's the little things in games that get me, uh, like subtle things that you might miss. Uh, when I did talk about it on a previous episode of the podcast, it was the subtleties like in Horizon, when what's her face from Horizon? What's what's her name? Aloy, like running up a steep bank. Uh, she like sort of drops into like a almost like a running on all fours and it's just a little subtle you don't do anything to make her do that she just does it in the last of us when like joel and ellie are hiding and then like joel puts his hand on a wall and ellie sort of like sinks into him like for protection it's little subtleties like that and in this very short clip i saw fucking loads of them little subtleties that you just you think well somebody's lovingly crafted that and put in the game uh, without any you don't you don't control them they just happen they're just natural they're just organic and it's like after she'd knifed the blow up and then you, you're walking off and then like she's already walked off a few steps and then she starts like shaking her hand as if to like shake some fucking human viscera off her hand off the knifing um, running she's running at an enemy uh, and seamlessly picks up a bottle off the side there's just a bottle on the side picks the bottle up and then just throws it at the guy while she's running at him Not nothing stops there's no breaking animation there's no jittery frame rate drop or there's no sort of like awkward clunkiness about the animation it's just so fluid uh, just look fucking incredible absolutely incredible so that was The Last of Us 2 um, and then after that they wanted to move from the barn they'd made into the actual auditorium so we had a probably like a 20 minute intermission which was a, I, f- I felt like a very weird way to do an A3 press conference to drop an intermission in the middle of it especially after the likes of Xbox have just come out and rattled off like 50 games or something stupid like that uh, for them to take a 25 minute break seemed like a fucking bold move uh, during that break bit of a mini panel that discussed God of War getting a new game plus uh, Call of Duty news maps from the previous Black Ops game are coming. Um, a little bit of a shadow drop. Black Ops Three coming to PS Plus tonight. I think that'll be already there now for for anybody listening to this. Um, and essentially it recapped all the news that dropped leading up to E3. So for like four or five days leading up to the main event, they dropped Tetris Effect, which was the VR experience where the guy who created Res made a Tetris game. I think that was the way around. Um, days gone, got it's obviously got its release date. Twin Mirror, yeah, that f- mind fuck of a game that looked pretty fucking intense. Ghost Giant, the VR one, and then Beat Saber. Beat, I kind of fucking wait for Beat Saber by the way. That just looks fucking awesome. Um, shortly after that, the Twitch stream crashed. Uh, by the time I managed to get a boat with bat up, uh, I was halfway through a Destiny Two trailer. I don't know what it was for. I came right in at the end of the Destiny Two trailer. And all I saw was pretty much Kid Six look dead. That was a bit of a spoiler there. If they're going to kill him off in a trailer, um, so I back to the, back to the conference. Yeah? Back to the conference. Kid Six is dead. Back to the conference. He might not be dead. Um, so we we're back to the conference in the main auditorium with some like really really Caucasian dude wearing some really Oriental shit, like a no white dude should wear a raiden hat you know what I mean as a general rule even if you're skilled in the art of oriental instruments uh, he was playing one by the way it looked like a weird like dick flute Uh, so if you are a Caucasian man skilled in the dick flute definitely definitely don't do it wearing a raiden hat 
when Jesus, Jesus, man, you're Caucasian is out. You're so Caucasian, it's painful. Uh, but anyway, that was just to set up Ghosts of Tsushima. Um, what a fucking stunning game that looks, mind. It was it was a full gameplay trailer. It wasn't just a teaser. It wasn't just a cinematic trailer. It was gameplay. Uh, Mongol Invasion Day 9. And they've made a right mess of the place. Sort of walking through and just everything's trashed. Things is on fire. The Mongols, uh, I think they were pretty much famed for being a right bunch of bastards anyway. But... Uh, combat was looking slick uh, I mean it looked essentially like like Assassin's Creed like Assassin's Creed Japan or Assassin's Creed China wherever Tsushima is it sounds like it's Japanese but I, I mean I could be I could be horribly wrong yeah, geography was never my strong point but uh, the combat was looking slick it looked like it looked like your basic not I mean not basic but it looked like your standard heavy and light attacks parries dodges what you'd expect from any third-person combat game. Um, yeah, so I would say it looked very Assassin's Creed, even at the point where he's like, he was a bit where he jumped down and sort of like chain stealth killed people. Um, so that was it had a very Assassin's Creed vibe to the combat. Dreams, dreams popped back up with a bit of with a bit of a musical interlude for about three seconds, and then then that was gone again. Uh, Remedy, the studio behind Quantum Break, Xbox exclusive Quantum Break. Uh, they dropped there. Fucking new game, uh, Control. Out of nowhere, by the way, I'd heard absolutely fucking nout about Control or Remedy even working on a new game. After after um, they worked on Quantum Break, they sort of slipped off my radar altogether, and I sort of forgot that Remedy are actually a very fucking capable studio. And Control, it looked like it had all the best elements of Quantum Break, uh, and then they just... M- tied it down and forced acid down its throat not acid like hydrochloric I mean like the type that makes you trip balls uh, it was like time bending world bending uh, it looked uh, it looked not, it really fucking piqued my interest in that bad boy um, moving swiftly on holy shit Resident Evil 2 remake my days obviously if you'd listen to the pre 3 show I did I did say Resident Evil 2 Remake was one of my predictions. Uh, looked fucking unreal. Um, you didn't get a lot from it. It was a heavily cinematic based, but showed obviously Leon, Claire, uh, little Sherry Burton, obviously zombies, clips of a liquor. Uh, but what I did notice, whether or not it was gameplay or not, I don't know, but it looked, it looked suspiciously gameplay-esque. It looks like it's adopted that. Resident Evil 4 over the shoulder type deal uh, imagine that man Resident Evil 2 remade Resident Evil 4 camera in the Resident Evil 7 engine Jesus Christ dropping in January 25th I'm a fucking huge Resident Evil fan huge Resident Evil fan um, and that has just got me frothing frothing in the fucking delicate areas it's uh, the one thing that wasn't mentioned at all is does it have the VR mode? Resident Evil 7 shipped with the VR mode. And if Resident Evil 2 is made in the Resident Evil 7 engine, you have to imagine that this motherfucker's going to ship with VR. VR Resident Evil 2, man. Oh, God damn it. Dreams. Dreams came back, by the way. Dreams came back uh, swiftly. Then they went again, just reminding us that Dreams is still a thing and none of them. None of them can play instruments. 
Uh, next we had Trover Saves the Universe, a game, uh, Squanch Games, Justin Roiland, one of the men behind Comedy Gem Rick and Morty, uh, dropping another game. Um, if you played Accountant Plus, if you played Rick and Morty VR, it looks like very much of the same, just that Justin Roiland type of humour, which I'm 100% behind by the way, that man is a fucking comedy genius. Uh, another VR game, Trover Saves the Universe. Didn't really show you an awful lot, sort of third person bits, um, more of that Roiland-esque comedy crowbar into the trailer, so that's looking good. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Again, if you listen to the Mi Xbox show, uh, I've got no love for Kingdom Hearts. I don't, I'm not hating on Kingdom Hearts, I've just got uh, nothing. Kingdom Hearts is purgatory to me, I do not, I don't hate it, I don't love it, I don't feel for it at all. Which I believe is mutual, I don't even think Kingdom Hearts knows I exist. But uh, came out with Pirates of the Caribbean, all the Disney shit, uh, Kingdom Hearts PS4 Pro, with uh, a bundle with all of the previous Kingdom Hearts games packaged in. Which, to be fair, for anybody who hasn't played Kingdom Hearts like me, who might be tempted to think, ah, go on, then actually I'll I'll get in amongst it. That that seems like the kind of deal that would pull somebody like me in. Uh, yet again, Dreams, Dreams is back. Anybody, anybody for more Dreams? No. Music Linterlude by Dreams. Yeah, well, it only lasts about 10 seconds apiece, so they're swiftly fucked off. Uh, and then, obviously, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Now, <laughs> this is the thing that I talked about on the pre-3 episode, where I said, was Konami a necessary evil to rein in Kojima and his wild, wild imagination? Without Konami there, possibly reining him back. Kojima's got free reign. And nobody knows what that looks like yet. And just in case you're wondering what that might look like, we had a Death Stranding gameplay uh, trailer. Well, a trailer featuring gameplay. What you've got to assume is gameplay. There was a lot of just walking through landscapes. Um, so it turns out that Norman Reedus is some sort of delivery man. Um, there was some sort of voiceover. He doesn't, he doesn't say them, but he fails them. I mean, I don't know who, who they are, um, but he fails them. The landscapes are looking pretty. I've done a lot of work on that, given given that it was only announced last year, and he only found the engine not not too long. I mean, he had he didn't even have the engine when they announced the game, so they hadn't even started building the fucker at that point. So from what they've managed to achieve in a very short space of time, that looks promising. Um, there was another clip of that baby in a jar. There's a lot of people, a lot of theory floating around the internet that that baby's actually his own clone of himself. Uh, again, nothing to support that at all. It looked like he plugged in his baby pod, uh, clipped it in on his front, on his little harness there, plugged his baby pod in, uh, much like you would like an iPad or an iPhone, uh, and then his little flappy sensor thing started to work, so maybe that baby acts as a battery. I've not seen anybody say that yet, so I'm saying it, I'm saying it right now. That baby's a battery, a battery baby. Um, floaty fucking monster shadow umbilical cord type deals hanging in the sky what the what the fuck is this game what the fuck is this game who in a world where you've got floaty shadowy umbilical cord monsters in the sky and giant invisible things that walk on the hands who would even take up a job working for like dpd or royal mail you know what i mean why is fedex still a thing in this this world this horrifying world um, just in case you were, weren't confused enough, 
that woman out with the Bond film was there. I can't remember her name. She was in the Bond film. Um, which Bond film was it? The most recent one. Uh, eating a bug. Just eating a witchy grub to keep the time flow, I think, as she said. The t- uh, something a day keeps the time flow away. I mean, fair play to you, love. Uh, there's, there's easy ways of sort of confessing you've got a weird fetish for eating witchy grubs. You could just say, well, I, I love protein. I can't get enough protein, but uh, I hate cows. Main cows don't get on. Or there's not, there's not any cows. All the weird umbilical monsters, shadow people, uh, at the cows. So I eat these for protein. She didn't have to make up whatever the fuck the time flow is. There's just so much confusing shit crowbarred into this trailer that this game is either going to be an imaginary masterpiece or it's going to be a clusterfuck of a million and one wacky and wonderful ideas crowbarred into one game featuring Norman Reedus, Mads Mikkelsen and Guillermo del Toro with a baby battery. So I am literally no further forward on Death Stranding. I mean, it's done enough. I mean, nobody's not buying Death Stranding. Death Stranding's probably going to go on to be one of the best-selling games of all time, just because could James behind it, and all these fucking weird trailers. But that was uh, that was enough Death Stranding. Uh, Neo Two. That was another one I didn't see coming. Uh, didn't get a lot other than a short teaser. Obviously, um, we hadn't had any dreams in a while, so dreams came back. Uh, yeah, they were they were there again, and then. The end of the show with Spider-Man. A look at Spider-Man. For me, I think that they've done that backwards. Like everyone knew about Spider-Man. We've all seen Spider-Man. Personally, I would have opened the show with Spider-Man, building the hype for all the things we hadn't seen. Um, it was no secret that we're focusing on the big four: Spider-Man, Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, and The Last of Us Two. Uh, and the one that showed off last was the one we knew the most about. Interesting choice that and the 25 minute intermission, two interesting choices. Anyway, Spider Man uh, was a gameplay trailer uh, on the raft. Electro's there, he's bust out the entire raft. Uh, Rhino, Scorpion, Vulture, there's a whole fucking host of bad guys there. The combat looking very Arkham inspired, uh, with uh, the addition of Spider Man being far more athletic than Batman. Pulling off all sorts of flips and twists and like roundhouse kicks and shit. Uh, the web slinging looked, the web slinging looked exactly like it needed to after a series of Spider-Man games with shit web slinging. Anything from Spider-Man Two on the PS Two, or it might be in PS One. No, it was PS Two. Spider-Man Two on the PS Two through to Marvel Spider-Man in 2018. We have not had a Spider-Man game with decent web slinging, and this one looks like it's absolutely fucking nailed it. And then right at the end of the trailer, when Spider-Man's having the fucking shit kicked out of him, he glances up at something that's emanating a whole load of light and asks, is it you? And then it cuts off. Like, is it? Is it who? Is it who? You, you tease me, you little bitch. Who is that? Who is it emanating like a, a glowing orange light? Are we going to get... Is it somebody there to help him? Is it, uh, is it another villain alongside... Electro, Rhino, Scorpion, Vulture, um, Mr. Negative. Is it Mr. Negative or Dr. Negative? Mr. Negative. 
was it another villain that was there just to oh I heard everyone was kicking the fuck out of Spider-Man and I just thought I'd show up just thought I'd drop by and stick a few cheeky boots in or or was it a hero from the Marvel Universe that I help them is there going to be sort of an NPC who's there as as an aide is it is it at all going to link into the Spider-Man that the Marvel Universe have created whereby he's got a bond with Iron Man you know what I mean I don't know, there's just so many fucking questions. Anyway, that game looks fucking amazing. And literally, you're going to blink and that game's going to be out. Spider-Man is coming. So <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say Spider-Man is coming so fast. Uh, that could be taken any number of ways. Spider-Man will arrive imminently. Bing bong. Spider-Man will arrive imminently. Platform wherever. So... That was it. That was my rundown of the Sony show. Weird, weird choices made throughout this thing. Like I say, I would have put Spider-Man first personally. The 25-minute intermission seemed a bit odd. Um, uh, dreams, the constant little... I think they were there for comedy effect, light-hearted comedy bants. Um, I would have preferred if you'd just taken all of those, combined them into one and showed us more dreams instead of little interludes. But like Resident Evil 2 remake looks fucking sick. Um, but The Last of Us 2 looks absolutely visceral. Uh, there's a guy playing a banjo. Like, if anything, I'm gonna tonight. I will go to sleep with a banjo playlist on my phone. I'm just gonna go on Apple Music, drop banjo into that search box, and then just pick a like chill banjo playlist, the essential chill banjo playlist, and just try and nod off and hopefully not be haunted by visceral sights of a man taking a hammer to the face the pointy end as well not even a blunt end didn't even do him like blunt force trauma it was pure face penetration absolutely unreal um and then obviously ghost of shishima looking looking like it's definitely on the right track like a assassin's creed in the orient uh, versus the mongols I'm looking forward to that, like, and obviously Death Stranding. Death, Death Stranding. Literally wouldn't surprise me if at the end of the day Death Stranding is uh, just a digital card game. All of this has just been for football. Like, when it launches, it's a digital card game. But, boys and girls, that has been all franchise. Boiling the piss clean off the Sony A3 presser. Um, I'm going to get this bad boy uploaded now, uh, and then let's just crack on. Let's get the Nintendo one done. Nintendo coming up two in a night. Two in a night. Two days in a row. If there was an award for hardest working podcaster in this room, surely I'd, I'd be a shoo-in. Definitely a nominee. Boys and girls, keep your eyes peeled for the next one. Until next time. Laters.